I really don't like that. I don't. I don't like Craig. That is a. I don't like him, but it works. Now recording. Yeah, it's it's annoying, but we can no. live with that. You know what it sounds like? Sorry to interrupt. You know what that sounds like? It sounds like the automated announcer for Portal. Like, not the one the one that runs you through the first few chambers. Hmm. You know, oh, you mean the tutorial guy? Yeah, not yeah. not GLaDOS. The, like, right. automated dude voice. I, I feel that, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, welcome back for part two, where we're now moving on to the fun stuff. Fan fiction. And the first question, <laughs> how do we come up with our ideas? If you Bold want you to happily, assume there is a method. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm perfectly honest... If I'm perfectly honest, my method, again, it doesn't really exist. Uh, a lot of the time, I'll be doing something and the idea will just really pop into my head. For example, Alias Red Deer, I think I was actually writing the sequel to Lightning on the Horizon. And yes, for those who want to know, that sequel is probably going to get canned in the near future. I just physically can't come up with the ideas that make sense for it. I was listening to Blue Monday at the time. Again, like I say, massively, massively in love with 80s music. And the snippet popped up in the back of my head of how about an AU where they're set where it's set in the Cold War and they're spies on opposite sides of the wall. One of those sort of pen drop moments of utter brilliance. Yo shit, this could work. Uh, is it going to be redone? I know I keep answering the questions that keep popping up in the general chat as we go. It's mm. that's just me for you. Uh the sequel to it probably isn't going to get rewritten for the foreseeable future because I've got too many other ideas floating around. The original story of Lightning on the Horizon I might well rewrite, but at the moment we've just got too many ideas that we want to write first. So yeah, that kind of covers it. It's just whatever pops into my head at the time that really makes any sense. Hmm. Uh, I guess... I'll go next. We've created an unofficial rotation, I've noted. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Um, my ideas are pure boredom slash coincidence inspired bullshit, quite frankly. <laughs> um, it's like, I'll be sitting doing whatever and just think, yo. I could fling these two things together, and maybe it wouldn't suck. <laughs> I've always worked like that, really. Hey, maybe this wouldn't turn out shit. Yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like how scientists work. It's like, we could try this and see what happens. Sure, there we might have nothing scientific about my existence. Yeah. You say that like there's anything scientific about science. Hell, let's face it, when they tested the first nuke, they were scared they were going to set fire to the world's atmosphere, and they figured, hmm, worth, worth the risk. Worth. <laughs> yeah, they figured worth. that burning the world's atmosphere and killing all life on Earth was a better outcome than leaving the war to drag on for a few more years. More like Science. not intimidating the Soviet. Oh yeah, flexing for the Soviets. 
So that's us two. Um, so I uh, I agree that when I was going through some of these questions, I'm like, am I should I be thinking about this more? Um, because I I also don't, and it's a lot like you guys for me. Um, I'm just yeah. existing in the world, and I'm like, hmm, Max and Chloe, um, and like like for Speed of Light, I think I was at a restaurant. And I saw a girl walking down the sidewalk with a backpack, and she looked like she was in a hurry, and uh, and she was crying, and I automatically oh. put Chloe there. Oh. Uh, so, uh, oh. and I and I, like I <laughs> yeah, I, and I feel bad because obviously something was happening in that girl's life, but what about Chloe? You know. <laughs> um. <laughs> So and and then the same for be wherever you are. I'm sitting in the airport, miserable as fuck, and I'm gonna think of something more interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> right. What difficulties so, do you all encounter working together? How do you overcome them? Well, these two are think- assholes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm not even gonna deny that. That's facts. <laughs> Well, you've got me, who has social skills, which are best described as being between a printer and a toaster. A toaster because it doesn't <laughs> usually work normally, and printers because they're very good at annoying you without even thinking about it. But I think the biggest... I think, in all seriousness, the biggest difficulty we have is time. Because you've yeah. got me, who's up at half four in the morning, bed at half eight at night. You've got... Lacey, who is in a completely different time zone to me, or letters. Mm. And then you've got I'm the facts just... of our work. <coughs> I'm just completely, like, demotivated half the time. And I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, that thing exists. I should write for it. Nah. And, like, I found the best call-out post ever. Uh, I can't remember who posted it. I'll scroll through our shit posting, but essentially it goes, uh, me, uh, like, about to fall asleep or some shit, like, basically writes an entire fic in my head, has all of these fucking different ideas, has basically finished storyboarding and has all these events they want to Me sitting in front of a laptop. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So I suppose that's kind of sums up the difficulties with how we work together. Overcoming mm. them. Some of them, it's just a case of having to mitigate them. Like time zones, it's just a case of I'll write something on the train to work at about six, half six in the morning. And I'll just yeah. kind of ping in the channel and say, have a look at this when you're not busy. And I read it at work, but who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Government productivity for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like that joke is. about. It's like that joke about women, the service, the ex soldier who goes to work for the government. It's like, I'm allergic to caffeine and I got my ass blown off by an IED. And the guy at the interview says, okay, come in at nine o'clock rather than eight o'clock. Why is that, he asks. 
because from eight o'clock till nine o'clock, we just stand around drinking coffee and scratching our asses. <laughs> That's basically government work in a nutshell. I can't believe how true that is. Oh my god. <laughs> yep. Uh, that is so, open. yeah, that's kind of how we get around it. As for getting interested in writing, I th- again, I think that the way that I got interested in the first place, so I've been 14, 15 years old, just going towards the end of my GCF, or just about to start my GCFEs, which is, uh, I don't know what that would be in the American system. Would that be 10th, 11th grade, maybe? Maybe a bit earlier? But, um, uh, yeah, I don't know the American school system at all. <coughs> but part, part of what we had to do was stuff like creative writing and um, something called speaking and listening, where we basically had to write a speech, write an article, and present. And uh, the story writing side of it, even though I got told off more than once in lessons for, bear in mind the examiner, you don't want the examiner to have a small heart in palpitation with what you're writing. I mean, like a foul language. But uh, it was the prompt that we were given was when they reached the top of the hill, what they saw shocked them and go from there. The inspiration I took from that was something along the lines of a film called Dog Soldiers, old film now ish, which is a werewolf film. And in the exam, final exam that we had which was about a year before I started writing anything fan fiction was um, write a story where the weather plays a key part and an inspiration because I'd been watching this film more recently was a film called The Grey which stars um, Liam Neeson basically air crash somewhere in Alaska he's one of a very small number of survivors not only having to deal with the cold, but the fact that they are being actively hunted by a pack of wolves. Yeah, fun. So yeah, and then of all the things to get inspired to start writing fiction about, and there's a reason that it's been left on my fan fiction account, and I haven't ported it over, was initially Overwatch. Never played the game, only really read a bit of the lore, and oh, kind of God. built from there. Yeah. I, um, I used to play it a lot. Sorry yeah. for butting in. Yeah, fine. Uh, it really wasn't that good now that I thought about it. It was kind of just like... Like, it was trying to be better than TF2, but it wasn't. And the balance was always a bit terrible. And mm-hmm. going back to play it, the player base is really young, so they're all terrible. And I just stomp them too easily, so it's no fun. <laughs> And toxic at that. Oh yeah, Jesus Christ, that game was horrible. Like you everyone remembers MLG era Xbox Live. Just that. Oh it's modern day MLG era Xbox Live Overwatch. It's just Christ. <laughs> so that's how I kinda got into writing. How about you two? Uh well, I just, I basically just kept reading. I fell down a rabbit hole at some point of just reading fake. And then I was, I was like, about to say, figuratively oh, or literally. This. 
Uh, figuratively, obviously. There, well, there are no actual rabbits around me, which is mildly disappointing. But um, yeah, I basically just read a whole load and it's like, fuck it, I'll have a go at it. That's the that's about the same for me too. Um, mm. Like specifically writing fan Maybe fiction. One moment. But oh, are we disappearing? Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I uh, um, I I don't want to sound shitty. I'm, the first thing I ever wrote was for the Hunger Games fandom. Oh boy. And oh my. I, <laughs> and it was also an AU, um, but I felt at the time, I felt like nobody could actually understand Katniss's character at all. Yeah. Um, so and, it was a character study, I'm guessing. Yeah. And so I, I read a whole bunch of it and I'm like, this is just, it's not right. And I feel like I could contribute. Um, you could do better. <laughs> I, uh, I, Tributed myself. Uh, <laughs> I volunteer. Um, okay, I'm done talking. Oh, just shut up. <laughs> I just can't even stop there before I go any further. <laughs> I uh, can keep going. Please. So no, the next one, which is this. quite, which is quite fun. How do we keep track of important details, so time, weather, significant events in long-running stories? Now, there's part of it varies in my case for example sometimes it comes up when we're talking about the plot for example in what the future holds i ended up going back and tweaking a chapter because Lacey kind of pointed out hang on a moment crow's birthday is not that far in the future from where you're planning planning to set it mm. this was chloe getting stabbed for context more yeah so I went back and rewrote a few bits so it ended up being and falling on her birthday, which made a lot more sense given the premonitions. Which I'm amazed how long it took you lot to pick up on. It was I'm funny. At, I'm looking at you, Jack. I was laughing my ass off because you could tell something was going on. But it was just <laughs> like <laughs> just outside his <laughs> Yep. It was just so Big fun. Thunk. Oh, it's yeah. Uh, as for everything else, weather-wise, a lot of the time, a lot of the time, weather-wise, it's just a case of trying to look up average, like average weather in that time period, or thinking about what would be normal for that. Which, for me, living an entire continent away from where Life is Strange was set, it's mm. not always easy. But I do my best. As for Alias Red Deer, where you've got historical events that kind of intermingle, even though they don't directly get involved in the story, they're there for context of what's going on at the time. A lot of the mm. time, it's going back and comparing it and looking up what was going on at the time. So, for example, I know from just personal knowledge, in the time after Chloe gets captured, which I can't remember when I wrote it in that she gets captured, it's early 86. Yeah. Three months later, you have Chernobyl in the same sort of... During that gap of 14 months after she's captured to her being released... Well, traded, I should say. You've got um, a someone called Fat Tony, who was a major part of one of the Mafias, who got sent to prison. 
So stuff like that. Mm. A little bit later, and I don't mean, I'm not going to give any context to what else is going on. For another part of Chloe's backstory that gets revealed. Uh, yeah. So, hmm. there are events that get referenced also. One event that got referenced in the very first chapter, the Club Paradise bombing of 86. It uh, This was before I'd watched or even heard of Deutschland when I started writing this, so that didn't initially influence anything. Right. Uh, later on in the story, as I've said, and you two know what's coming actually with that, because we've discussed, uh, and I've God. briefly discussed the plot. Well, but, I don't, but like... Yeah. That's it's, um Yeah, there's another event that's going to be referenced a bit later for part of why Chloe gets sent to a certain place and things happen from there was one of the things that actually led up to the Abel Archer fiasco in 83, which was the shooting down of a, I think it was a Korean Airlines plane. It deviated from its course in September 83. The Russians mistook it for an American spy plane and blew it out the sky with a couple of hundred people on board including a few politicians from the United States. Didn't go down so well, surprisingly. No, I can imagine. So that's kind of how I keep track of it, is just comparing it to what was going on in reality and trying to ground it in that. So wait, side note to this. Um, are you on about Prague here when you say that, that was the thing that happened? Yes, I'm on about wow, that. Wow, okay. I'm so... That's I'm why surprised. it's set in September. That's, so yeah, that's why, as I say, to give the re, the listeners a bit of context, there's a, there's certain events that happen. So you've heard Chloe reference at points Prague or something that happened in Prague. The reason she gets sent to Prague in the first place is again to go and provide additional protection at the American embassy there. Which bear in mind that the Czech Republic was under communist rule up until really kind of the collapse of the Soviet Union 1990 mm. so she's sent out there to provide additional protection because after the Korean Airlines shoot down there was a lot of tensions the Cold War started to get very 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 tense leading up to Abel Archer but yeah that's I guess that's how I come up with things I'll look at what was going on in the real world I'll take cues from these two head cases who usually keep me right and remind me that, hang on a minute, you're setting that there, why not set it here? Or why the hell are we now suddenly six months down the line? It, when? It, it's not necessary. Hmm? Hmm? Yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah. Anyway, over to you two. Uh, how do I keep track of things? I either... I either just remember them because when I actually give a shit about something, my usually trash memory kicks into gear and actually works. Or <clears throat> I type it down in one of the um, in one of the brainstorming channels. Although there was there is one exception to this, and it is something like. Actually, no, technically it's two exceptions, because when I started uh, working on SOL, I did like four, um, I did like four spider diagrams, and 
summarized in handwriting like the entire events of the first two chapters and Lacey can confirm this because she has them now I do uh, <laughs> in my immensely shitty handwriting I went <laughs> wrote all that stuff down and then while I was unsure of whether I wanted to shoot Monolith in my head or not I went through and did a playthrough to collect every single detail that I didn't already remember because I basically have Life is Strange memories, to be honest. I remember the most minor shit, like when we were going on about the... I think it was when we were talking about the cameras in SOL you weren't sure how they were how they worked so i remember i i remembered that it's based off an old vcr in the cupboard and they recorded on tapes uh-huh. so but yeah i went through and i did a playthrough of life is strange and i have something like i have that's sorry a dead insect crushed in my notebook that's rather disgusting (laughs) shit off um gross yeah exactly um i got something like seven like oh no god like 20 spider diagrams for characters and then something like another 20 pages of quotes and miscellaneous details and uh possible like thematic points like um this is more than i ever did Um, yeah (laughs) i'm just thinking you've done more planning for one moment in a story than i seem to do on paper at least but yeah yeah. 80% of the things i write like i didn't even get a whole lot of these quotes a whole lot of the quotes I picked out, I didn't even pick out to in my writing. I picked them out so that I could better imitate the characters' um, speech patterns in my writing. So, like, I was looking for quotes from Kate, from Warren, from uh, Dave and Joyce, as well as, you know, Max and Chloe. So, but when I write them, it's, like, accurate to how they talk. Um in game and how their dialogue flows and like i did a better job of it with the few chapters i read them but that's only because i'm refer- it was like immediately post canon into an au so it's a little easier to it's a little easier to write someone in that sort of setting because you already have all the context with the drop i have to do all the context and all the like considerations for how they act and react and yada 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 but as i say i've got like 40 pages of notes everything from quotes to like the placements of details to um really just random things that could be um that could be relevant like for example i made a note that stella has a new jersey hoodie and was it from a holiday or from back home because you know who 
the fuck knows where Stella is from. It's never confirmed. Uh, there's other randoms. I have a lot of stuff. I'll stop before I go on a rant. <laughs> that is insane. Um, in a good way. I, like, I'm, I appreciate you. I mean to... If I get my hands on the scanner or something, I'll, like, email them all to yeah. you. And I might, like, chuck them in. I might chuck them it's kind of like three. It, it kind of fits a Cortana quote, doesn't it, Lacey? You do realise this is crazy. Unfortunately for the both of us, I like I crazy. I like crazy. <laughs> Damn. But, so, as you can, as you can tell, I, I rely on on letters to tell me when things are fucked up and Ryan tells me when things are fucked up um so I don't have a method at all um, yeah. which I Ryan. now need to change so thank you for asking this question Ryan usually enjoys the fucked up sometimes it's not even a, a it's it's a Palpatine-esque enjoyment as well. It's a... Yeah. <laughs> you one from Bond. I, like, I... It's... Was it Scar? I don't know. It's stereotypical cat guy. Um, from Bond. I should know his name. I don't. <laughs> I've just read Jack's comment. Oh, you think that... Yeah. Ernst Stavro Blofeld. Yep. Sorry. Oh, F. Asher. I just re- Oh my god. You were saying? Sorry. Oh, what you mean, my enjoyment of being sadistic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Basically, just Palpatine. Or... Yeah. Stereotypical bad guy. Well, it's... It's like, um, I'm just reading Jack's comment there about cough, torturing alias Red Deer, cough. Oh, we're not done with that yet. Oh boy, you'll wish he was done with it. <laughs> oh, oh, he'll wish we... It's like I say, he ha they haven't the slight... It's like that quote in Independence Day that, um, uh, Jeff, uh... Oh, Christ, what's his name? Jeff Blomfeld's character says to says to uh, Will Smith's character it's like think they've got the slightest idea what's about to happen to them not a chance in hell how many fucking quotes do I know too many for my own good <laughs> okay so moving swiftly on before we all get distracted because I'm conscious yes. I'm probably going to get pestered are there any fanfic or lists fandom tropes that you really love and or hate the ones I like for a start are the ones that we kind of use so them getting to know each other the fact that that mm. it's generally accepted is deviation from the normal sort of perceptions of sexuality stuff like that things that I do hate personally porn with plot it's there's just no logic to why throw them into that situation yeah it's secondly just that in general yeah well yeah <laughs> you can elaborate on that if you want in a bit uh secondly is characters just acting out of character with no real reason to i mean in, oh, yeah. for example with the stuff i'm writing sure they may not be perfectly in character but there is a reason for that because it's defined as something's happened they are 
different to how they were in canon. Oh yeah, that, that too, that, yeah, that. What? what say? Uh, I've just seen Ash's thing of lemon, which is basically yeah. Yeah. without yeah, one. No, no, no need to explain what that is. Um. <laughs> yeah, no. just, just to elaborate for any readers who don't know. Oh wait, oh wait, that wasn't even to do with... Um, <laughs> that wasn't even to do with what we were talking about. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, bloody hell. oh Jesus! Okay, you don't need to explain it. You don't need to explain it. I don't need to come for three minutes. Oh God! Brilliant. Who but, win for me? Okay. <laughs> that was incredible. Oh my, oh my god! That was incredible. That's just one of those. That's just one of those moments. Yeah, I agree, Husky. <laughs> okay, I'll shut up now before we go any more depraved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh right. Okay. Uh, tropes. Oh Jesus. One that really. Okay. Amnesia tropes. Are like. They're kind of one of the guilty pleasures. It's just like... Oh, no, no, no. Not even that. Like, um... Like, next to you, where it's like, fucking... I don't know if you've read it. I think it's Loki dead. Um... Yeah, I have read it. Character wakes up after X amount of time with no memory of how they got there. Or what the fuck has happened in X amount of time. And like, yeah, what the fuck almost, is going on? I'm just trying to think of what film it is because there's a film that's kind of like that as well. I can't think of the name of it though. Or in fact, it's almost kind of like the very beginning of the first Terminator film when Reese goes back in time, and it's like, what year is it? Things I hate. Uh, again, literally, it just, just of any kind can't deal. Um, not going to elaborate on why. Thanks. Um, uh, other things I hate. Uh, like this is gonna make me sound kind of like a cunt, but nah, no, actually no. I'm not even sure I hate that. It's just kind of yeah. I get kind of annoyed about bad characterization, like um, characters doing things that just don't make sense. they just never do, and it's weird to see it in an AU, and like, yeah, alright, it might make sense in this AO, AU, but it's like, it doesn't, it conflicts too much with what I think of that character, and thus, it just doesn't make sense to me. My brain has this crisis where it's just like, this is wrong. And sometimes it's just too off-putting. Does that make sense? Anyway, yeah, yeah I'm done. Okay. Um, this m might kind of sound horrible, but, le but let me explain. Um, so, 
I struggle a lot with crossovers in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not like putting people in a universe. It's more like what like what if Chloe met Harry Potter? I Oh yeah. That, no, no. that is really, yeah. really hard. Same for- with plug. That like it's way too hard to get the suspension of disbelief on those, right? Yeah. Like, it makes and, sense. Yeah, sorry, I mean. Uh, no, but uh, like you, to to make it work, you have to know both sets of characters super well, which you might. But you also have to think really hard about how they interact together. Yeah. And I I think that that is actually very hard. <laughs> And like how they yeah. meet too as well, because that makes or makes the whole thing. If it's just like, yo, I'm X person, we just bumped into each other randomly at Tesco's or whatever. It's mm-hmm. just like, ugh, no, yeah. this is so lazy to be honest. And like, we just, uh, again, it sounds it's, it sounds kind of rude. But it's just like I'm just doing this, having my just because I can. Yeah. And yeah. I'll give I'll give just about anything a shot. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I'm like I'm so sorry, I can't do this. I can't. <laughs> mm. So. Yeah. On the note of the whole smut thing, just for a little bit of background as well for the readers, you should see what happens every time just like with the epilogue sort of scene for act 2, uh for what the future holds, which was called Every Day I Love You Less and Less, which was yeah, Kaiser Chief. So you should have seen what um letters were saying. It was just got far enough down to the scene just before that started to kick in and then it was just like no, no. Which is fair enough. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> okay. Funny, we're probably not even going to get through all these questions in one go because I'm probably going to have to break for blooming foods in the near future. Hmm. See if we can get also, some fun shit, fixes. Time Sorry, we're probably taking ages. Um, was I asked a question? But yeah, aren't you oh. on a time limit or something? I I am, but I I I'm good for for a little bit longer. Okay. Okay. We'll try and get through the rest of the fan fiction stuff and we'll just have to do the last two sections at another time. Okay. Uh, what suggestions do you have for finding quality beta readers? Well, to be honest, it's blind luck more than good judgment that found me working with both Lacey and Letters, so... Mm. I can't... I, if I'm honest, I can't really say I can give any suggestions. Best place to start sometimes is with people you actually know. If you know the do anything with it. For example, real life friend of mine, he's moved down to um, Lancaster now to go study, but uh, writes for the Supercourt sort of fandom cult, uses the pseudonym on AO3 of Lord Shakespeare. He explained to me why that's his username as well. Quite funny. Uh, Yeah. Bits of discussions with him, for example, showing him some of the scenes that are currently being drafted for later in what the future holds his response was about what i expected which was which will be your responses of what the fuck ryan yes (laughs) or where the fuck did that come from what is wrong with you why have you done this to us yeah 
it's like I say, to quote the line again from The Martian, particularly with Alias Red Deer, we haven't even got to the really bad stuff yet. <laughs> <laughs> I've just seen what Husky said. <laughs> Which was, what went wrong in your life to imagine that this... <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to know. Okay. I don't know. Anything else for that? Yeah, I mean, like, you need someone who's good at proofreading. I mean, that's a no-brainer. You need yeah. someone who understands the characters and their motivations. Like, the story and what the story is trying to tell you. Um, someone who's good with details can be a good thing. Uh, like, I am the details when it's not Alias Red Deer, uh, because I, as much as I may be interested on history, I don't have the same yeah. pinpoint knowledge of Ryan. Um, yeah, like a lot of the details, technical details, though. Proofreading. Um, someone you can just hash shit out with easily. Someone you can just sit down and be like, does this make sense? And you can have a logical, sensible conversation about that. Or like we had when we were discussing that fight scene in Alias Red Deer. Oh that, yeah, the 20 that... minute rant about how your man from fucking The Punisher is totally dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how he needs to be a cat in order to survive this. Um, <laughs> so, okay. I I have a bit of a method. Um, when I when I asked for uh, letters, I, I asked him to email me. Yeah. Um, and once he did email me, he actually followed through, which I was shocked by. Um, and I knew that I had to find somebody better than whoever did my Hunger Games fic. Because it's yeah. always good to have a second set of eyes, but these people um, that were doing it before were absolutely horrible. So I had I had a method, which was I'm going to get him to email me, and I'm going to provide a list of questions that he has to answer, um, which he did. Um, so did, it was yes. it was the the big things that were important to me, like are you okay with homosexuality? When did you start? Like yeah. What, like LAS, what do you like about fan fiction? What do you like about whatever? And with his responses, I can then be like, okay, he can actually write sentences. He knows how to use sentences and periods and commas. So we it, made a joke because I just pulled that up, the first one up for the nostalgia. I made a joke in like the second mail uh, where I answered all the questions, where it was like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, typing typing this has made me realize I have a serious problem when it comes to brackets. Is there a punctuation rehab? <laughs> 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 because I used like three sets in like three sentences. Yeah, but I yeah I got really really lucky that I um I thought that he was humorous. Um, oh. clearly he can he can write things. 
Um, and he was okay with me being like, okay, but what about this? And then I got lucky with, with Ryan as well. So uh, eventually. <laughs> yeah. That was definitely... Oh, sorry. Similar. My cat is meowing. I don't know if you heard that or not. I didn't hear that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Butters go away. <laughs> wow. So what writing advice resonated the most with us? Well, to an extent, because it's the only advice that I've never actually followed, it has to be my English teacher's advice about try and make your writing less likely to give the invigilator a heart failure. In fact, I've jokingly referred back to this when I've talked with said teacher following on from it, saying, yes, I still do actually write just sort of works of fiction now. And yes, they are the sorts of things that would give any invigilator a complete heart failure. Nice. I mean, let's face it. When you look at what what has been written into a lot of the stories so far, gratuitous Mm. violence, swearing, (laughs) in times smut... There is a lot of things that the average individual is concerned. Yeah. Oh my, there is. I'm just amazed that I'm just amazed that my women that at oh, work yeah. I haven't been sat down in a room with the security lot and asked, "Can you try and explain your search history to us?" <laughs> <laughs> I am genuinely astonished that that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Uh, writing advice for me. Fuck. All the writing advice I got from my English teacher was terrible because she was so ungodly shit as a teacher. And just actually generally as a person, she called us a bitch who insulted me to my face. And the rest of the class on multiple occasions, but that's not the point. Um, I am shit at writing in a traditional, like, uh, academic sense. Like, I sucked at English because just... I can't draft things. I can't do plans. I just throw my ideas out. And, like, by the time I've, like, thrown them up on wherever, by the time I've published a chapter or whatever, I reread it like six or seven times. Just and just edited random bits. Uh like with the first two uh Max and Chloe chapters from Monolith. I just I typed them all out and they were decent and I did it again. Or I read through them again after they'd been updated, made more edits, more edits, more edits. And that's half the reason they take so long to publish, the other half being I'm too fucking messed up to write. Um, yeah. Reread your shit. Um, don't put pressure on yourself to write things. But also, don't give yourself no deadline. Because uh then you just lose the motivation and if you're feeling motivated to write something or just do something in general just fucking do it because i have thought multiple times hey i feel like writing this thing 
but my laptop is over there and I'm not bothered to get it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I completely lose that rare and fleeting motivation and then just fuck it up. There was another, there was one more bit which I saw. It was someone's URL, I think. No, it was their profile picture on Tumblr. The first draft is always shit. And that really is just it. Like, get your vague ideas down and then work about make work on making it not shit. Like Lacey's kinda doing this with BYUL, where she's throwing down the points she wants to have in the dock and then just like building around that. So like it'll be a quote or something will happen. And it's typed out like stage direction essentially. And then you just like fill it out into a scene. Uh yeah, it's essentially prompts, isn't it? Yeah, basically. Like thinking about things like prompts is much easier than thinking about um things as a I need to write this thing and this needs to happen and this needs to happen and this needs to happen. If you take instead of trying to challenge the whole chapter at once, if we're talking about something with chapters, treat each sentence or whatever or paragraph. You don't even need paragraphs. Just write down quotes or things you want to include and then use them to form sentences or paragraphs or interactions or descriptions. Um, last thing, uh, don't treat it like, uh, if you're like me, don't treat it like a task. I, this is weird and I don't know if anyone else does it, but if someone tells me to do something, I fucking hate doing it. But if I do it of my own accord or because I want to help someone do it, uh, then it's piss easy. Like I was, I remember one time I was fucking absolutely stumped trying to write an essay and my mate was doing homework and he was posting in a group chat about how the fucking, how he couldn't figure out what to write for a final paragraph for an essay he was writing. So despite the fact that I couldn't write shit for mine, I gave him a whole load of ideas for his essay, for his paragraph, because I wanted to do it. And it was uh, like a challenge kind of, it's not, it wasn't something I had to do. It felt, it was something, it was kind of like a test, I suppose. It was like, it was more an exercise in curiosity, I suppose. Because it was some... Ah, it's weird to explain. Um, if something feels... Uh, if it's... It's easier to motivate yourself to do something if you're doing it just for the fuck of it or like 
to help someone or uh, like just to distract yourself from something else I guess like um, yeah I can't explain it any better than that without taking I would agree with you um, pretty hardcore. I, I don't like um, having it feel like a like a task at all. Um, like if it ends up on my to-do list that I have to get a chapter out by the end of the week, I will not do it. Yeah. Um, so I, I agree with you there. Um, and I was going to say that uh, the best writing advice uh, that I've ever gotten has actually been from these two guys because I have never um, I, I've never really had formal like writing creative writing education um, and everything that I've done is has been scientific I'm very to the point I'm very um, like okay yes we're we're done with this but um, mm -hmm. both of them have encouraged me to take my time in certain places yeah. and to really just like soak in the moment um and don't don't rush into the part that you want to be at so badly because it'll make it better you know once you get there yeah like one of the to add to this when i started with sol uh the whole one of my main uh points was that everything was very kind of clinical and um, lab-like in the way it was written. Um, there was not a single, there was like no abbreviation in terms of would've or she'd or <laughs> we've. It was- Love that, we love have, that. Or they, they would or whatever. And it was way, it was just too, like it was like reading a lab report, to be perfectly honest. Uh, it hey, was, I I can see that now. It was um, good and... content, but it was just a little too cold, almost. Yeah. Um. Hopefully that improved. Um. Uh. I don't. Oh know. yeah, totally it did. Absolutely. So, I think that is pretty comprehensively covered professor letters thanks sorry about the <laughs> i totally i'm just in a ah, it's fine that's the whole idea of being here so the next one what's the weirdest or most unusual thick you've read do you to want to end fair, on this one by the way it's uh, probably going to have to be the case yeah unfortunately okay. even i think though... it's a good place to end because it's yeah. weird so yeah <laughs> yeah i agree so, weirdest or most unusual, there's two from this fandom particularly. One has to have been no filter. That that was just weird on a few, on many levels. That's true, yeah. Wait, that was weird on many levels. I liked particularly it, with the fact, yeah, yeah, it was it was good, even though by the end, it made me want, rather than using what I was suggesting, a TOS Buratino, I was thinking more a baseball bat 
with possibly some nice rusty nails in it so that if I don't <laughs> seriously injure them in the process of dealing with them, they can enjoy the joys of hepatitis or tetanus mm. or both. Hopefully both. So there's that. There's another one which I think has gone dead at the moment called, I think it was called When the Sun Goes Down, where it's kind of a werewolf's almost twilightish AU. That's Max strange. Goes back to, strange. Max goes back to... Well, again, part of the plot follows what happened in Life is Strange. Max is on in a hiatus, is away for ages in line with the story. When she comes yeah. back, she finds all kinds of weird shit's gone down in Arcadia Bay. Most people barricade their homes and don't go out after dark because there's been essentially an outbreak of lycanthropy in the town. It doesn't mm. seem to follow the traditional laws of lycanthropy where it's full moon only, but there's a lot of people, including, as it turns out, Chloe. Rachel's dead, bef- out of out of shot with this one, was murdered by Nathan and a couple of others, and mm. they, because they were lycans, and they turned Chloe. And mm. some of the some of as much as it's really unusual as a story, the some of the things that happen in it are really quite cool. Some of like, for example, there's a scene that made me laugh quite a lot. I mean, Chloe's been chest out the house and is living basically as a hermit at this point to an extent. Or living as a lone wolf, so to speak, if you'll excuse the pun. I hate you. Uh, I think it's called When the Sun Goes Down, Husky. I could be wrong with that. I'll I'll dig it out after I've had my tea. Uh, so, yeah, there's one scene that I remember which is hilarious in it. Chloe's sleeping on a in a tree at this point and is woken up, startled by, and falls out of the tree by her phone ringing, which is, a, as the author words, an obnoxiously loud Drake song, with Max kind of fuming at her, buggering off and trying to run away from her and threatening her with saying, I've got your coat hostage, come and find me if you want it back. Chloe then realises the jacket still has her scent on it, which puts Max in danger, so she has no choice but to go and find Max. Which is just kind of the typical thing that just... It's one of those interactions which, even though it is a very unusual AU, it feels so characteristic of both of them. It feels like something they would do. Yeah, that's me, I guess. Oof. I mean, the weirdest shit I've seen and not read is the absolutely appalling shit. <laughs> oh God, I know. Has posted. I, know. I oh Jesus, I don't. I don't even. I wish I didn't even knew it existed. Like I haven't touched it ever. I never will. But my god, why did you have to curse us? Crap. Anyway. Weirdest what, which shit one I... was that? Sorry. Remind me. Oh, oh, stop. The weirdest shit I've actually read. Uh, Jesus. Having read like 85% of all the LIS stuff there is, or at least the price field stuff. Um, fuck. It wasn't necessarily weird, but a time loop, which I've posted in FigRex before, and it's bookmarked on my account, is fucking whack. 
the plot twist in that thing is ridiculous. Like, I did not see that coming at all until, like, you get it after, like, and it's not, you get it in, like, chapter something or other, and it's not explicitly stated until later, you know, by that point it's just saying it for the sake of saying it. It's so out of nowhere. Like, and it's such a weird take on the plot twist as well. Like, it's on its own, you'd think, yeah, okay, that kind of, if it wasn't for the way it's written, you'd think, okay, yeah, I kind of expected that. But because of how the plot twist comes out and how the time loop the story gets its name from comes about is just utterly ridiculous and so inventive that I literally couldn't see it coming at all. And I am notoriously good at detecting plot twists. I was thrown through all of the loops and it was just, what the fuck? I don't I know have, if I've read this. I, I, I am intrigued. Fit when I finished reading it. I was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> I like it when stories do that to you, though. Yeah. And it's difficult for me because I'm just like, yeah, I expected that. And it's always been like that. Something will seem... And then seem you get blindsided. ...off. And I'm just like, yeah, he's totally not trustworthy. Uh, yeah, that's totally not legit. Whatever. It was so random. I never saw it coming. My turn now? Yeah, sure. Yes. Okay. okay. So mine is not uh, Life is Strange related at all. Right. Um, but when I started writing and it started taking up a lot of my time, I had to explain to my girlfriend um, what <laughs> fan fiction is. Um, oh, God. And, and so I said oh, to her, I, I said to her, pick pick anything, anything you can think Oh, I remember this story. <laughs> and and there, well, there will be fan fiction about it. And it was around Christmas time, so she was like, how about the Grinch? And oh, no. we find a oh, fan fiction no. about the Grinch, and it just happened to be like, sexual, and it is I have not been oh. the same. <laughs> since then um so i never want to do that again um and would not yeah. recommend Fair. uh so yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes husky lives lives did change that evening by the same <laughs> and every once in a while she'll bring it up like you remember that one time that we read that thing and i'm like fuck yeah i remember Wait, that you actually you didn't read it <laughs> No, we did. We did. Oh. It, it was it was like tucked in there, man. It wasn't like oh. this is uh, so you're just, you know, reading about Whoville and then all of a sudden Oh, oh no, those Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Yeah, I don't I... think it was rated or anything, so I had no oh. idea. Oh. Can 
for the people, for the one, ah, shit, there's not enough people watching it live, listening live to warrant an F in chat, so I'll just do it for them. Yeah. <laughs> it's a collective F from the server, courtesy of me. <laughs> yeah. I uh, think so. I've, yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, As we've said, Unfortunately, that's kind of all any of us have got time for tonight. We've still got a hell of a lot of questions to answer. <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll figure out in our schedules when we actually have a chance to sit down and do this again. Mm. And mm. next time I'll expect it to take more than an hour because I thought, yeah, hours long enough. I was wrong. <laughs> Clearly. And, you guys are uh, too chatty. Yeah. Damn. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is me. This is me. Normally, I'm either quiet or someone that yeah. needs to be chloroformed. I'm. <laughs> I'm the sort of person that doesn't like to start talking, but when you get when I start talking, I do talk quite a lot. Yeah, it's like a steam engine. It's either hard. It's hard to get it going, but when you get it moving, it doesn't want to stop. <laughs> I like it. So, yeah. So we'll see you all again next time At we do this. And we'll yeah. make sure to put an announcement up as and when we're ready to go. Hopefully, it shouldn't be too long. Cool. Yeah, um, hopefully. Yeah. So it's goodbye from me. Uh, oh, <laughs> God. Do you, do you not know that to Ronnie's quote? <laughs> It's goodbye from me. And it's I was about to say him. this is a little too TV show for me. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> geez. Uh, yeah. Later, nerds. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. Basically. <laughs>